Hello, good morning, and welcome. It's Tuesday, the 10th of September, 2019. This is episode 112. Today, Ford deals with some bugs. Japan prepares autonomous cars for the Olympics. And China gets ready for autonomous ride-sharing. All this, right now. Hey, real quick, several of you have inquired over the last several months about the option to record podcast advertisements through me personally, rather than through the anchor.fm platform. So this would offer two advantages to you. First, it means that we would work on your ad spots together in collaboration, and we could update and revise your ad spots each and every recording that I do, rather than the sort of once and done fire and forget approach. If you go through anchor.fm where the ad spot recording persists for the entire duration of your ad campaign. And secondly, of course, by recording with me directly, it means, well, it guarantees that your ad spot will always air on my podcast rather than some random podcast show uh, matched up by anchor.fm. Anyway, if you're interested in doing this, don't hesitate to reach out at mark at markhogue.com or on LinkedIn. And speaking of ads, and indeed also of guests, please don't forget my promise that I will never allow any amount of sponsorship or any guest to adversely influence the objectivity of this podcast. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. So Ford. Ford is uh, taking it upon themselves to handle one of the, shall we say, less sexy issues, challenges with autonomous cars. Namely, what to do with bugs. And in this case, we're not even talking about the software kind. We're talking about the actual real buzzing about your face. And indeed, in this particular instance, the sort that kind of splatter all over your windshield, or in the case of Ford's autonomous cars, of course, we're talking about their sensors, whether it's camera, LIDAR, radar, or otherwise. Because as you can imagine, this is a particularly challenging thing, right? I mean, and it seems a bit weird when you think about it, because... Obviously, for us mere mortals, getting bugs splattered all over your windshield is admittedly at best a nuisance and at worst, well, just pretty ugly and kind of gross depending on what species of bugs you've managed to collect on your windshield smeared all over it. Um, but yeah, obviously for autonomous cars, though, this could present a really particularly, uh, I was going to say, say sticky situation, um, but indeed a very messy and frankly, a very disastrous situation as well. Um, you know, I think a better analogy actually is rather than imagining bugs splattering all over our windshield and the extent to which it, I was going to say bugs, uh, us human drivers, um, it would be actually a more apt analogy to imagine if you're say bicycling along and bug, well, splatters into your eye, that wouldn't just be bothersome. It would be painful. And frankly, you wouldn't be able to see at all. Well, that's the issue that, you know, 
really is quite daunting to autonomous cars and especially obviously their sensors. The question becomes, how do you clear these sensors, cameras, radar, whatever, uh, from, well, bug splatter and indeed other sorts of debris? Now, I should say, um, I've experienced similar things to this where, uh, let's see, on a Mercedes GLC, uh, which does have very semi-autonomous driving capabilities, I say semi with emphasis on the semi, uh, you know, it's got pretty pretty advanced lane keep assist, nowhere near that of a Tesla, but really good lane keep assist, meaning it doesn't ping pong back and forth, uh, obviously adaptive cruise control, that sort of thing. But I do remember once driving one in Lake Tahoe, uh, it was snowing quite heavily and within I I would say certainly within a small number of minutes, uh, an error flashed up on the dashboard saying, you know, adaptive, what what, what does Mercedes call it? Um, Dynamic drive assist? No. Uh, I forget what their acronym is. But anyway, basically saying that the... uh, that the sensors had shut down and that you had to take full control and the you know, adaptive cruise control and lane keep assist simply weren't working anymore. Um, and this, of course, was just caused by snowfall. Now, I'm not sure whether the issue in that case was that snowfall had actually collected and um, accumulated on the windshield in front of the sensors. In this case, it's it would be a camera, I guess. Um, or whether it simply couldn't see adequately through through the snowfall. My suspicion is probably it it had accumulated on the sensor because I know that it can use infrared to detect raindrops on the windshield. This is how automatic rain sensors work. Well, and everything not a Tesla, which incredibly impressively, despite not working very well on a Tesla Model 3, actually, it's not a rain sensor. It actually uses computer vision to to detect raindrops. Uh, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, But anyway, yeah, so the GLC, the Mercedes basically switched off, said couldn't do it, and that was the end of it. Um, in retrospect, I should have tested this, should have pulled over, tried to clear the sensor. Um, but, but anyway, um, but, but yeah, so this is a really big problem, right? Because what's an autonomous car going to do? It's going to have to figure out how to deal with these situations. Well, the clever engineers over at Ford, they may have just figured out a way to do this. As you can imagine, it is going to consist of a rather elaborate sort of engineering bit of hackery. Um, so it turns out it's kind of a two or a three stage process, depending on your point of view. Um, so first of all, it turns out that they've kind of built kind of a clever housing uh, around, I should say, on top of the the cameras and the sensors and, and indeed even the LiDAR, uh, which effectively produces, if I understand this correctly, I, I would like to see this in action. And if anybody at Ford would like to, uh, uh, you know, demonstrate this to me, I am uh, very happy to take a look. Um, I guess the mechanism, though, uh, it's, it effectively kind of channels wind to, uh, right at the sensor to clear off any debris on that sensor. So I actually, I should say the the zeroth step, if you will, is that this, this kind of covering effectively helps to ensure that bugs do not in fact splatter on the sensor. It's sort of a grill, right? But if any bugs do happen to get through, then the first method, which I'll call kind of a passive approach is to kind of channel wind directly on the sensor to kind of blow it away. It's like a high velocity stream of wind. Okay, but as you can imagine, that's not going to work all the time. So in the event it's not sufficient, then, of course, there's some high-pressure water nozzles. So essentially, uh, little tiny e-bitty windshield washer nozzles or headlight washer nozzles, but for the sensors. And of course, being that there is some intelligence behind all this, um, the system would be able to tell exactly which part of the sensor or sensors requires cleaning and then target that specifically. 
Um, I realize this all sounds a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's actually really important stuff. I mean, it's one thing to imagine a world of level 4 autonomy, which, as you know, I'm very fond of mostly discussing, because, again, why discuss level 5 until we are level 4? The whole sort of don't put the cart before the horse kind of thing. Um, but, but you know, so, so it's one thing to imagine a world where a level 4 vehicle suddenly has its sensors obscured, and, okay, you've still, you're still going to have a human backup driver, you're still going to have a steering wheel, brake pedal, go pedal, uh, you can still pull over safely. Um, but obviously the optimal deployment of level four is where such things as spattered, splattered bugs don't in fact require you to pull over, in which case this is great. And obviously for that eventual level five world, well, we're going to need this, right? I mean, it's going to have to be the case that such trivial things as bugs and debris and obviously snow and ice and so on and so forth do not in fact, well, blind the vehicle as it were. So this is pretty important stuff, actually, even though it does sound a bit funny. Um, I, I just think it's an important thing to discuss because frankly, again, the whole thing about putting the, heart, the, the cart before the horse, I mean, it's all good and well if you have a car which can drive autonomously everywhere until it can't, rendered completely and utterly useless by something as trivial as bugs. Uh, so, so actually, it's very, very important that this is really um, worked on. And frankly, I haven't really heard of any other company doing this. So, um, yeah, good job, Ford. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So, Japan. Um, this is kind of neat. So it turns out that in Japan, well, first of all, let's just back up. Unless you've been living under a rock, like apparently I have because I forgot about this. Uh, the Summer Olympics are coming to Tokyo next July. Yeah, the 2020 Summer Olympics are in Tokyo. Um, and so Japan's taken it upon themselves to really kind of show to the world that, well, they are on top of their autonomous car game. And what better way to do that than deploying a fleet of perhaps 100 autonomous cars driving around the Olympic venue? Um, this is pretty cool. And I'll explain why in a moment. Um, no, not just cool because, oh yeah, this is cool, but rather because this is decidedly the right approach. Um, as you've doubtless heard me say many, many times, this is the correct approach to autonomous cars, whether we're talking about, uh, a limited geofence deployment here in Japan, in Tokyo, around the Olympic venue, whether we're talking about what Optimus Ride are doing in Boston, in the seaport area, or, uh, Drawing a blank now. Who's testing in uh, in uh, in Washington D.C.? Um, you know, the, this is this is precisely the right way to go about things. You start with a limited geofenced area with real actual customers. I was going to say real actual paying customers. Okay, admittedly here it's going to be free. Um, at least I I think it is, and that's all right because yeah, it is admittedly a. I mean, it is kind of a beta test, so yeah, it should be free. Um, and we're going to talk about this with respect to China in a moment as well, but this is the right way to do it. You start with a geofence, limited deployment, and you treat it as effectively virtual train cars buzzing people about, and you call it a day. And so so what Japan is doing then is that they're using this, um, so, so I should say, first of all, 
this is all the testing for all this is going to be uh, begin next month. So uh, they're going to be tests held on public roads in Tokyo. Uh, Twenty eight different companies and institutions are going to be providing cars. Japan's goal is that by 2025, it wants the first fully autonomous vehicles on the market. Um, now, when we say on the market, uh, it's not it's not really clear to me what this means exactly by definition. I mean, does this mean that uh, you or I will be able to walk into a dealership in Japan and pick up a fully autonomous car? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, and even if that were the case, it would obviously be super advanced level three, maybe level four. I still think that the initial deployment is going to have to be, or strategically should be, uh, really ride-sharing rather than personal ownership. Because again, let's not forget the master plan of all this. Um, Again, as Professor Daniel Sperling from UC Davis says, in order to have a viable future of autonomous cars, you need three different prongs. You need the automation, the electrification, and the ride sharing. You cannot have just two of those three. The system will not function. It, the, it, everything will collapse. Uh, it's like trying to build, I don't know, a suspension bridge with one tower. Okay, then you could have a cable-stayed bridge, I suppose. But, but I'm talking about, picture the Golden Gate Bridge with one tower. It just obviously wouldn't work. Uh, so so it's really, really critically important that all three of these, these you know, these three different prongs are developed, uh, tested, and deployed concurrently. And what better way to slowly kind of wean people off of their privately owned cars than by deploying autonomous cars, first of all, as a ride-sharing thing only. And as I discussed a couple episodes back, you know, having experienced Uber in LA for the first time, it got me thinking that, yeah, gosh, if Uber works in LA, autonomous cars will work there too. It's going to be great. Um, so, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about where Japan are going with this. Uh, so very much looking forward to see how this deployment uh, deploys. Right, moving on then to China. Um, yeah, I know many of you have said over the past year or so that I haven't talked enough about China. And you're right, and I apologize, and I have no good reason for it at all. Yeah, I actually have no good reason at all. So <laughs> let me talk a thing or two about China, because... It turns out that Didi Chuxing is planning to launch, I hope I pronounced that correctly, uh, is planning to launch uh, a self-driving ride-sharing service in China, eventually to expand abroad. And the idea is to test this um, in a particular district of Shanghai. So if this sounds vaguely familiar, yeah, that's because that is effectively what Japan are doing. Japan's, of course, just simply couching this in terms of, oh, we're going to do this around the Olympics venue uh, to shuttle people around. Um, here, Didi Chuxing is going to be doing it uh, around Sh- in a certain area of Shanghai. Again, this is the correct way to do it. You deploy in a limited area and you kind of scale from there. Now, these will not be level five cars. They will be level four. Because of course, which of course means they're going to have a human backup driver because of course, and that's totally fine. Um, again, to the point of the criticism of calling, well, autopilot systems, autopilot, at least in Tesla's case, this is precisely the definition for an autopilot system in an airplane, that it still requires a pilot to monitor at all times. And that's how it's going to be with an autonomous car. And really, if you're okay with 
an airplane, which is driven, <laughs> driven, which is flown autonomously, but admittedly constantly and professionally monitored by, well, in most cases, two pilots, then it must be the case that you're probably eventually going to be okay getting into a level four autonomous car monitored by a professional driver. Uh, you know, thinking a little bit more about this, it is really kind of the same idea as a train. I mean, most trains, even ships, are effectively autonomous as well, but indeed they still have a conductor or a or a captain, right? It's the same idea. So, so anyway, not too much further to say on this for now, other than the fact that I think this is a really great step in the right direction. I think Didi Chuxing is is on to the right uh, onto the right start here. And by the way, I'm pretty sure I reported last season that, and I need to pull this up, look this up. Uh, somewhere in China, they are already anticipating the full deployment of autonomous cars by building autonomous car only lanes on freeways. And I've actually just heard that somewhere in Germany, they're doing the same thing as well. So I, and and this kind of all circles back to something I've been saying forever, which is that, um, this, this deployment of autonomous vehicles really requires everything kind of being done in concert. You've got to have everything kind of in sync. You can't have just the autonomous car tech, but without the infrastructure. You can't have the infrastructure, but without the, say, the regulatory approval and the blessings of cities, municipalities, states, and indeed, eventually even um, country governments getting involved at some point. So so I think it's, it's pretty reassuring to see that uh, certain cities around the world are indeed already working in this direction. Uh, that, that's exactly the right way to, to kind of go about doing all this. And it really, it kind of, you know, to loop it back to what I've been saying forever, not going to get into again, this is why I really would like to see much more here in the States, autonomous car companies working more closely with city governments, not in isolation as it were. Yeah, I can hear you saying it now, but Waymo is working with Arizona and, and of course the various companies working in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's great. That's that's actually validating what I'm saying. I'm just saying we need to see more of it. And I'm going to continue to pick on cruise automation here in San Francisco because, well, A, I live here, and B, I, I'm a huge fan of cruise. I, I just, it blows my mind why a company like cruise automation is not, in fact, working closely with the city of San Francisco and, you know, making sure their cars get deployed sooner rather than later on, say, dedicated bus lanes or uh, even full regular lanes on, on city streets. Uh, so anyway, um, look, I will not only promise to share with you more about Didi Shusheng as I get more information, but indeed about China's work on the autonomous car space generally going forward, because that is something I need to do. All right, well, that's a wrap for today. So please don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, head on over to markhogue.com, click the link in the top right corner, and I will get back to you if it's a good fit. Meanwhile, have a wonderful rest of the week. I'll see you back here on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.